0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Copcast Podcast. We're coming to you belatedly after West Ham United 3, Liverpool 2, the Reds' first defeat in 26 games. I've got Dave Caron, I've got Neil Patterson and I have got Jay Reid. Jay, it doesn't start well and it looks like it might get better, but, but it doesn't. And the referees decisions don't help, the VARs decisions don't help, and we don't help ourselves either. And you know it's I'm kind of at a quandary. The performance isn't isn't what it needs to be. And I don't know whether to be more annoyed with how we've played and how we manage the game or the performance of the officials. Well, you didn't start well either because you said
1: it was 3 2 and it was free one. <laughs> so, hey, 3 1. 3 <laughs> 1? Oh my yeah. god. No, it
0: was, no, wasn't. It was 3 2. Was it? It was yeah. 3 2. I Don't forget three, two, a, re, a re. You twisted over at the same time do do? as me, Jay. That's all. I oh, back. The back. Don't forget.
1: Oh, freaking hell. That, that, that's how much of a race that game, from my memory. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah. I, sorry. I, I stand corrected. It was 3 2 then. Um, yeah, it was just it's been coming. It's, it's it's been a performance that has been coming. It's it's been on the cards for weeks. If you if you look at our form, really, um, even though we've not played well for, for a good month, i reckon or so. Um, you could go back like Man City. We were we were a bit shoddy. We obviously we hammered Watford. We were poor. We probably got lucky away in Atletico. That was a a lucky game. United were poor, and then. You got the Brighton game. We were lucky, probably, to get away with a draw. Um, Atletico midweek was a whitewash. Once the red card went in, Um, we stopped playing. So, yeah, I even go back as far as Brentford. When when teams come and have a go at us, and I don't think we've won a game this season where we've conceded a goal. Um, Apart from the the Atletico Madrid one away, obviously in the league, I'm on about Brentford, Chelsea, um, Brighton, West Ham. Um, we, we've just looked vulnerable, we've looked open, we've looked shaky. Um, referees we'll get into, that doesn't help. But it just seemed like Sunday's performance was was on the cards and it was probably a wake-up call for some fans, maybe a wake-up call for, for the management team, for some of the players. But for me, it wasn't a surprise and I think you can kind of tell how the people are going to play after the first 10 minutes of any game. If we're if we're on it, we normally strike while the iron's hot, get a goal or two, and then lo- normally look to you know consolidate down the first half, go against second half, first fifteen twenty minutes, and get another one and put the game to bed. But that starts the the goal, Allison, the referee, Everton. They just, it just it looked like some could say it conspired against us. Some would say it's just unfortunate. Um, I think it was a bit weak from Alisson. He could have done better. He seemed too obsessed with Antonio. Um, but in most of the games, I reckon you'd see that given as a foul against the goalkeeper. And I think then it was just mentally in our heads. We we, we Our heads went down. We, we were all over the place. We were shaky. And at no point did I ever think we were going to win that game. I think if we had got a draw, you would have said West Ham were hard done by. Because tactically, as hard as it is to say, David Moyes was the, the better manager on the day he set up and he done a number on Klopp and, you know, the international league, thankfully, it might have come at the right time. The, the management team can probably take some stock and go again into the, the Christmas period now because they need to rethink what's going on because we do look far too open across the midfield and at the back and if it wasn't for Virgil van Dijk, I don't think we would have got out of that game with three goals if it would have been about six against us. Um, I just I just don't know what what more to say really. It was one in games that's been coming and it's not a surprise. You know, twenty five games unbeaten is is a good run, but as Sky kept banking on at the weekend and Carrigan nearly wet his pants when West Ham were playing well. Um, it was always going to come to an end, and I suppose if it's come to an end with a two week break, that we can work on things,
0: and it's not so much of a bad thing. Yeah, dear the game, the match is almost shaped within the first 10 minutes. The the goal that's that looked, looked at and ultimately given and the red, well, not the red card, but the Crestwell challenge on Henderson, which isn't looked at at all and ultimately not given. W- which are you more like seething about?
2: Um, it would be the red card, to be honest with you, Dave, I think. I know, I know your point that you're making about, you know, Allison's taken from both sides and whatever, but he's a big long lad as well. You know what I mean? And he does jump into them, and I can see how that that one can maybe fly. And he's flapping like fuck. Like let's be, let's be honest, he's flapping like fuck. But the, the 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 tackle on Henderson, that's a red. That's there's no there's not even a question in my mind that that's a red. There's you know there's intent in there, Dave, to do damage. Um, well. Uh, it, it, when you go in like that you, you're going to cause damage um i think it's i, I you know dave i don't know. i know you want to do more on um on, on on what's wrong at the club at the minute and we're, we're going to do two pods tonight and but but refereeing at the moment is just not being very kind And in the premier league especially uh, it, it's fine for us in europe but they seem to be competent um and and I really don't want to go down the whole rabbit hole that we do all the time about referees, but that was fucking shocking. You know what I mean? It was shocking. And the fact of the matter, it's not even that that, that the referee doesn't take any action. It's looked at again, by far. And, and this is insult to injury. It's a fucking double whammy. You, you know what I mean? And, and, and you know, is it going to take a player to... Be really badly hurt before before the fucking cop on. You know we're 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 bombarded with this. Oh, we have the technology now for this and the technology for this and technology for that. We're talking about concussions. We're talking about, you you know. But you're letting a tackle like that go. um, Basically, there you go, lads. You you fucking knock yourself out and try it again. You know what I mean? It's it's like. A great example of it is, I think, was was the game before against uh, against Athletic. Whenever the, the referee just went, you know, I'm tired of your shit, you lot. I'm, I'm going to fucking start throwing red cards about here. And, and 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 you know, if you want to stop these ty- types of tackles, that the response you need, and we're not getting that. We're getting and and there's no consistency to it either. Um, you know, I think any other game that that's a red card against us, it's not. You know, I know that you feel the the the, the tackle on Alison. Uh, what was a foul? I'm, you know, I, I just look at it and go, well, fuck, well he's fouled or not. I think
0: he's still fucking flapping at it. You know, I don't, think he's, I don't think it changes anything. Uh, I do but- agree with you actually. I think the keeper could do a lot better. And yeah, you know, I think if I always try and spin this as on its head. So if if that's our goal and that's manage jumping with the goalkeeper, I'm probably arguing for the fact that there's nothing wrong with it.
3: Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't have been given yeah. for us,
2: and and that's like, that. But that's the theme, Neil. I think that's what that's what Dave's getting at here. And, and, and you know, I, I, I far from be, be it for me to go on over there's an agenda against it. It's just we don't see. If you take our games in Europe, and and base them against what we've seen in the Premier League this season, it's like it's like men and boys refereeing their uh, the games in the Premier League. It's these incompetent idiots, and and Europe seems to have, you know it seems to have really. You, don't get me wrong. There was always, at times, better referees around Europe than there was in the English game. But the disparity at the moment seems to be—it seems to be the fucking Grand
0: Canyon—or uh, or is that just me? No, I think you're—I think you're all right, Dave. And, and one, a great example was—I think Oliver was involved in the absolutely absurd Hummels red card that was given. During during the week um, for Dortmund against Ajax. Um, And, uh, you know, if that's the best that that England has to offer, then if you're going down to the the 20th best referee in the Premier League, then you really are scraping the bottom of the barrel. And we've said this before, you know, they've got the technology and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it's still the same incompetent and unqualified, I would say, referees looking at the pictures and making the decisions so same the old text- boys club, that's the thing it's the sorry same old
2: boys,
3: the same old boys club sorry yeah in. it is you know it is. it's the same old boys club the pgmol is run by possibly one of the worst Premier League referees of all time and mike riley and what do you expect really they they just they just do for themselves they're not interested but, but
2: there's, a, there's another point it's, here, it's here go ahead there's another another point, you know, we're. we're a bit, like, I know you boys talked about this recently in a pod, um, you know, like the Premier League's up there, it probably is the best league in the world at the moment, but I honestly think somewhere down the line they need to get a fucking grip of themselves because the refereeing is absolutely appalling, how are you marketing this as the greatest league in the world whenever you have fucking incompetence um,
0: in, in charge of refereeing, and that, that, that's my question. Well, th- this is it. And look, I don't want to go down the referee rabbit hole because we could be here for for ages. I'd rather, oh yeah, we, we've already been here for ages, to be honest. But <laughs> look, um, I think a couple of issues. The breakaway goal is a, a nightmare scenario altogether. Fabinho has three or four other options for a pass that are far less risky than the one he plays. Then we don't kick people. Um, were really naive in that regard, and and were caught up fields. And the keeper, you know, the keeper should maybe do better. There's an argument there, and and this is what I'm going to come on to. I think the keeper's probably poor for all three goals, and I don't want to get laid into him here. But um, the first goal seems to, to rattle him a little bit. Um, and absolutely. And the second. Um well the th- third goal, the second from the set piece, he's so obsessed with the pushing Antonio away from him um before the ball actually seals over his head because he's so concerned with the same thing happening as happened before. Um mm-hmm. it's 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 an easy finish at the back post because he's absolutely nowhere. And well, we, the two things here he far, you know, where are you with with the keeper? Because We've, we've seen him go through these patches before and the other thing is the set-pieces is becoming an issue to the point where, where Trent actually mentions it in, in his post-match, in his post-match um, interview where he states that other teams are going to be looking at this and they're going to be trying to exploit it and capitalise it, but there are issues. In, yeah, in I
3: mean I think
0: number one point is after that Well,
3: don't want to go back over it, but the first, the first goal does rattle him. Um, He isn't brilliant for it, but it is a foul. Definitely. So he might flap and all the rest. He gets bumped twice in the six-yard box while he's going up. His actual punching arm gets banged by an elbow from Ogbonna, which is dangerously close to your man Allison's head as well. And then there's an argument of what part of the body Ogbonna puts it in. It's a very, very dicey goal. So anyway, that goes in and it goes against him. But it's actually before the goal goes in that we have the problem. In that you're absolutely right; he's far too concerned with Antonio. And once that happens once, in fact, it should have happened immediately. That shouldn't even been allowed to happen once. Once he sees, they should be shouting, "Verge, get over here and sort that out." Matip, get over there and sort that out. Whoever, get in here.
0: But if we're, but if we're zonal, chief, if we're zonal, which well, we, we are,
3: we're not adapting. But that's what I'm coming to. So the next thing is, it happens once. Fine, we're zonal, first corner of the game. You let them away with it. When that, when when the second corner comes, Verge, get over here. Sort that out. They're not thinking on the pitch enough. And they're not sorting out the problems on the pitch for themselves like they were in the past. So poor Allison stuck there for the third goal. He's got the same problem he's had the whole match. He's got fucking Michael Antonio standing on his toes. Nobody's giving him a hand. Everyone's doing their zonal shit. And the ball gets knocked right over Antonio's head, right over the keeper. And it's a simple, simple setup and finish at the back post, really. But there's big problems there in terms of who's fucking sorting it out, who's leading the defence, who's, who's saying, here, that can't happen again. And that's a big problem for me. This is a team that that's, was famed for working out a way to stop the opposition and working out a way to always score one more goal in the opposition. And um, yeah, while we've been great in the fair weather this season, in adversity we haven't. Um, we've been, we were, we were a bit lucky against Atletico because even though we streaked ahead, we allowed them back into the game very easily. In fact, uh, we get a penalty; it is a penalty, but, but and I don't think
0: the one and they're that, down to ten men for a considerable amount of time. Yeah, they're before down that to too. ten
3: men as, as well for half an hour of the game, so we should win it. But we almost contrived to concede an equaliser. It could have been given as a pen. In fact, it was, and then it was overruled, wasn't it? So, I mean, we ne- we nearly throw it away there as well. So there is a problem here. The, the team is fragile. And Alisson, he's had a bad game there, but he's bailed us out on so many other occasions. You, mm-hmm. you give him a bye ball every every so often, and, and that's fair enough. But he's not getting enough help. And whether it's um, in that game... Particularly whether it's his fault for not for not communicating it, whether it's whoever's fault it is, they're not getting it sorted. Um, the second goal is there. The, the goal where they run through. Fabinho should take him out. I'm screaming, take him down, take him down. I I went. There's
0: actually, the three, there's actually three. There's actually three of them. There's three of them within kicking distance of him at one them point. None of
3: have been booked. And I don't know whether they've got the Atletico game in, in their mind where your man gets sent off f- for something like that. But you didn't have to. He he boots him. You don't have to. You can just you can just tug the shirt. You know you can just be cynical and you'll you will get a booking because it's England, and they will just book you no matter what for for a shirt tug. So it should and it could have been done. Genie takes a foul there every time. Genie takes a yellow. And there is no genie. But having said that, Fabinho's no... Milner (laughs) takes
0: a file there. Oh,
3: absolutely.
0: Milner's uh, Milner's eyes light up in that situation.
3: Milner fouled him before he even makes their edge of the centre circle in that that run. And that's what Fernandinho does as well. And that's what really any top midfielder playing in there should do and would do. And I'm quite disappointed, Fabinho, for not. (laughs) But also for his general game it wasn't great. Um, but yeah, Alison, is there a problem? No, I don't think so. Set pieces, will that be a problem? Yes, if we don't start adapting, because if you set up the same time for set pieces time and again, and sides uh, one side or two sides notice a weakness and exploit it, you can rest assured that's going to happen again and again. So that's something we need to remedy quickly.
0: Yeah, I've, I've, I know this is maybe of an old school shout, but a man standing in the back post there prevents both those goals as well.
3: Yeah, or a man, a man between Allison and Antonio stops yeah. stops the first goal and probably the third. Yeah, yeah. So, so
1: yeah, can I play Devil's Advocate in this one? Sure, please do. Where's the captain? Fantastic, the leader.
3: Well, that's it, Jordan as
1: well. Like I, 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 I'm I'm on record to say I'm not his biggest fan, Um, you know. I see his qualities but I also see his deficiencies if he's so much of a genuine good leader he should be in there sorting that out as should Van Dyke as well as, as the leader of the defence I agree with that but a lot of our problems are coming from the field and you, you said like about tactical files and stuff and the Fresco game the captain was on the field for, for them games and they're allowed to drift they're allowed to, to just get out of our control and um, for me this is one of the things that I don't see him as such a great captain I, I understand he's a, he, he has qualities but a great captain and like you put like, great captains like Vieira
0: Key Gerard, midfield generals they, they don't let that stuff happen It's <laughs> an interesting point Yeah, it's an interesting point and again you have to wonder it would be great to have the insight of who's responsible for what area of the pitch. Mm-hmm. Is Van Dijk responsible for the back four? Who is responsible for organising the set pieces? And the other thing is that these set piece, you know, chore- choreographies—they're they're set up and set up and set up—and the players are are told to trust in the process, um, and they will stand where they've been coached to be coached to stand, oh, even 100%. if 100%. even if. Hmm hundred percent.
1: But Klopp has said in the past we've got leaders on the pitch, and he trusts the players to figure things out for to themselves. Work guide, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that that's clearly at times not happening. Agree. Agree. It, it, it's no one's taking responsibility for the team.
0: No, it's it's you 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 are right in what you're saying. There's no doubt. So look, listen, just to just to move it on from there, um, Jay, the enigma is reborn (laughs) Divock Uh, Divock so much so that like he's such an enigma that you didn't even remember him (laughs) earlier on you know uh, honestly his cameos have been good this year in the League Cup he's looked he's looked in that weird do you remember that weird form he was in where Every time he has a shot and goal, it goes in. Um, the UEFA Europa it, League sort of run was it? Yeah, that that.
1: Do, do you know what? 2017. That, that
0: run, that run before Funes Mori basically, finish, yeah, finishes him as uh, a Liverpool starter. Um, I know obviously we evolved past that, but he's a key part of that side. And the injury takes him out for a number of months, and we move past him. Then the team moves past him, but like the the goal. The goal's fucking brilliant. The first touch is absolutely unbelievable. Away from the defender, back to goal, snapshot from the edge of his box on his left foot, and it's right in the bottom corner. And he's done that before Champions League final. The, the finish from almost the edge of the box into the, like, right inside the post of his left foot.
1: If he, if he operates on instinct, he tends to be best. I mean, let's take the, the Preston goal, for example. Which is pure, I think when he's got time and his brain is allowed to work, it doesn't. <laughs> um, but I thought Sunday was the, like, the ideal. There was a rumour going round that he might have started, and it wouldn't have been a surprise if he did because he's had previous games against West Ham and he's been decent. But I actually thought when we probably got to about the 70 minute mark, we were probably best on throwing him on and throwing him up top. I think we put double the amount of crosses in. Against West Ham, that's what we did versus Brighton, and we didn't have as good as Jota is in the air. We didn't have a nominal proper centre forward. I would say like a better presence. Um is more going to run off the shoulders, running behind, and we can get into the discussion that where this best position is. I think it's wide personally, um, but they had two big lads at the back in Dawson and um, who's your lad who went off? when I went off it was and Zuma Zuma so you've got like two lads 6 foot 2 plus and you would expect a lad who's 5'11 to, to try and challenge in the air with them but he, and maybe or managed to tuck in from the wide areas put Divock up there put a presence put someone with the back the ability to back into them it might not work but at least it occupies them physically because they just know it; they can drop off five yards and no one's going to run in behind them um, and we did get a little bit of joy, not too much, but it was a difference. I mean, we all know what we're going to get with, or we don't actually know what we're going to get with Divock, but if he's in the mood, you know, he can be a bit of a handful. Um, and so much so that he has got that quality in his locker when he wants to perform. I, Jay, can I, I
2: just jump in? Uh, go ahead. You know, we we have we have to use him this season because January's coming. and there's going to be those six weeks. And I think this is why we're we're starting to see him, you know, make, making these cameo appearances. And he's, you know, he there's no doubt about it. He is good whenever Salah and Manny are away. It's it's going to be Divock we call on, so it makes sense to get him playing as much as possible.
1: It does, and and maybe now that we're, we're through the Champions League, you see him start against Porto, Milan. You've got the League Cup game against Leicester. I'd imagine he starts that. Um. And there's other games that you'd you'd probably say there's an argument to toss him in for. But we're recording this on Thursday night and Mane's played for Senegal and he's gone off with a knock, some saying a rib injury. The the manager's come out and said it was a precaution that he's taken him off. But he shouldn't have even been playing. Senegal are qualified. They were playing against Togo, there was no need to play him tonight. He shouldn't have even gone, really, but it is what it is with internationals. Um Bobby's out for the foreseeable. So we are gonna to have to use this lad and we're we'll gonna have to get a tune out of him one way or the other. And, you know we've seen it with Clock where he players have had good games like normally Oxley Chamberlain and then they're out the team for five weeks. I think you give Ox a run and we can get into the, the nitty-gritty with him. Um but we've got to use Origi now. As much as some people might not like it, he offers something and we're gonna to have to use
2: him. Um because if if Manny's doubtful and Bobby's. Yeah, we've got it's to worth use saying it. that's that that's something at times jay can be nothing it's worth it oh worth we, 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 we've done this to death like we know um but we've
1: got to derby in a few weeks <laughs> i remember that game we lashed him in for the derby in December and he put everything to bed like you know you, you can get these mad performances out from it. I, I don't know what what it is we all know the enigma but the fact of the matter is, until January, whether we can bring people in or not, we've got to do something with this lad and we've got to use him. And hopefully, getting that goal, the, the performance in the League Cup, he can get a tune out of him because we've got to do something. That That's the, the long and short of it. We need this lad as as frustrating as he is. We've got to use him.
0: Yeah, so Dave, look, just to stick with Origi for a minute, Um, lenders, Pep lenders, come out and, and call them. A world-class finisher and see to be honest it's probably difficult to argue with that because his goals to minutes ratio for Liverpool is phenomenal and at one time was like a goal every fucking eight minutes or something ridiculous the other thing that you might want to look at here is we seem to have evolved a little bit um, in that centre-forward position with the arrival of Jota because he is certainly more of a an instinctive goal sniffer, if you want. He's about getting goals. He's not going to drop in and do all those Bobby things. And we've adapted to him. And I just wonder, do you think, does that adaptation lend itself a bit more to Origi? And might that aid us going into those Games with with obviously Salah Mane missing from the Afcon with the Afcon and, and Firmino being out. David, one, one would like to think that that, that uh,
2: the the plan for this is already laid. You know, uh, as best they can. Obviously, it's a rolling season. We never know what state we're going to be by January. Um, but listen, Auriggy for me, there's always been a player in there, and and I think it's is 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 it Milner in his book talks about, you know, Planet Divok and, you know, he's, he's a bit of an odd character. A highly intelligent boy for a footballer, like, you know, I think it's, what, four languages and whatnot, He's he, and he's a unit as well, um, and he's something that we really don't have that, you know, you know he, he's like, you know, he's built like Virgil, and, and he throws himself about like Virgil, but at the front, and, and it's something different, but... As Jay alluded to, and, you know, Jay and I did a podcast about year, two years ago, where we just lithered into him, like, because he is just so frustrating. There is this, uh, you, you know, as Linda says, there, there's a world-class finisher. There's world-class traits in this guy, the size of him. He's a fucking unit. He goes through people. He, I think it was, uh, who was he He bumped into in the, on a the touchline at the weekend? She's was a kid near fucking landed in the stands. He's a big lad, you know, and... and as you say at the finish, if you look at his goals for us, there's very few of them are tap-ins. There's very few of them that aren't a a bit of a spectacular about them, um, or or at least noteworthy, at least. So look, yeah, but it's about, you you have to come back to consistency and that's where the whole argument for him falls to fucking shite. Um, You know, it's difficult to make an argument because there's there's times for for, for all we've, we've, we've lauded him there, he just turns up and he just looks like, well, I'll just stand here and watch the game. And that's, and sometimes, I don't think I'm being unfair on him in, in saying that. There's sometimes he appears just to be a passenger, you know, a spectator who didn't buy a ticket. Um, and, and I've seen him like that a couple of times. Um, but maybe, and, and this is where behind the scenes we don't know, maybe Klopp has sat him down at the beginning of the season and said, look, you know, we're, we're going to get you games and you're obviously going to have your run, you're going to have the League Cup, you're going to have this, that and the other. Uh, as you rightly pointed out, why not use him for these, these games um, that are remaining in the Champions League? They're, you know, they're, they're dead rubber to us. Um, you know, we've, we've topped the group. We can't, can't do any more than that. It, it's time to give this guy a run. If you're going to give him a run, if he is your plan, and we're assuming, because we don't know, but one would naturally assume he is the plan for January. So, yeah. Dave, he can pull something out of nowhere, i.e. the goal uh, that big, To Everton at Derby, you know what I mean? (laughs) He is just one of those players. He will absolutely drive you mad, insane with frustration, but when he
0: shows up, by fuckers, a player in there. Yes, there's no doubt. I I love him. He's just because he just does the maddest things. Um, Teeth, just to finish us off in West Ham, um, would be remiss not to mention. The free kick, it's absolutely gorgeous, it's glorious, it's magnificent. But I think Trent's performance is absolutely berserk. I think he's brilliant. But some of the positions he was taking up on the pitch were like the equaliser, or not the equaliser, Um, Ariki's goal. He's our farthest player forward in the penalty area and it kind of bounces off him, the Arike, and and he sticks it in the net. And I think the influence he had on the game from an attacking perspective for us was outstanding. I thought he, I, people said Virgil was probably the standout player and he had a good game, but I thought Trent was off the scale. I thought he was phenomenal. But I just wonder, is our um, lack of solidity maybe down to, or certainly partially down to this kind of, it's almost like a free role. He looked like he was given on Sunday. Yeah, it could be. I
3: mean, there was a bit of talk about that. I mean, obviously, he's, he's There's always the chat about him moving into midfield and and um, or staying at right back. Um, but I think Klopp's sort of trying to do a bit of both here. Um, because as you mentioned, his positions are we I mean, know anyways. Positions are generally pretty far forward, pretty high up the pitch. There's usually plenty of space in behind, but up until this season, he has, he has, well, obviously the fullbacks have swapped sides and stuff, and, and that happens in games, but, but generally, he, he plays on the right, and he's sort of been up and down the right. But, he is getting involved much more now, sort of in the midfield areas. Obviously, he's still starting on the right, but he's, half the game, he's not there, generally. Um, and you know there's there's cover going on there behind him, and and, and that's that's absolutely what ha- what what has been being done anyway over the last couple of years. But it seems to be it seems to be more of a free roll now. It's sort of what I'm getting at. I suppose what you said as well. It's less uh,
0: less right back, right wing back. Um, yeah, that evolution you were talking about in his position. It looks like it's taken. It's evolved slowly and progressively, yeah. and it just looks like it's taken a fucking giant leap forward.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of things going on with us at the moment that, that are making us a little bit more exciting going forward. We're scoring more goals, and I, I think Trent's positional, position sort of evolving is, is definitely a part of that. But yeah, as we talked about, I think last week, before, it's, it's leaving us more open as well. Um, and you couple that with centre backs who are not necessarily 100% fit, or else they're making their debuts, or else they're you know they're trying to trying to find their their form again. You've got Andy Robertson, who's um, off form, out of form, probably the most out of form he's, he's been in a Liverpool shirt. Um, so you, yeah, it's 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 a kind of a it, it's. It's not necessarily the right time, in my opinion, to, to be to be sort of experimenting or, or evolving transposition in that way, but it, it could just be the natural progression. Um, whatever whatever's happening at the moment, we're suffering because there's a a lack of cover um, there quite often whenever when, when trend is further forward. But we mentioned already that could that that's down to sort of what's happening in, in in the midfield, the players we've got available in the midfield, the players we perhaps haven't uh, replaced in the midfield. And as, as i just mentioned, the um, the centre-back issue, and of course, as you mentioned in the beginning, we were talking about Alisson didn't have a great game either. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, this moving trend in the midfield, it's sort of happening, sort of happening by stealth. If you will we're still not playing with another right back Trent's like playing two positions almost trying to cover them both um so yeah we'll have to see obviously when things like this begin to evolve you know there is a little adaptation period and you know a bit of trial and error and you know how do you how do you sort it out how do you sort things up um so well yeah, basically watch this base and see what happens if, if that continues to, to be a thing, if we manage to adapt or or if, if Trent perhaps um reverts a little bit back more to, to the traditional to his traditional sort of role and position. But the goal is as you mentioned, is absolutely phenomenal. It's bound to get lost because we lost the game three two. So it's it'd be like Bobby's goal in the in the fuck or Sturridge's goal, sorry, in the in the Europa League final, it'll it'll get lost, but uh, it's a fabulous, fabulous free kick, and you know he's he, he's involved. I think he bounces off him. He sort of gets an assist for for the second goal as well. Um and there are uh, he puts the ball in obviously for Mane sitter, isn't it? Trent's ball for Mane at the end where Mane should obviously score. So I mean, yeah, he, of course it is. He could and should have had a, a hat trick of assists again there at the weekend, and you know he's getting into more shooting positions as well as perhaps something he's still got to work on is is shooting is is finishing. But um, but certainly going forwards, you know there's no questions about him. He's he's phenomenal, and when he actually has to defend, he's also pretty good. The, the issue comes when you know maybe there's that space in behind him and he he hasn't been able, nobody's been able to get across on the cover and he. He's maybe been caught up field, but as I mentioned before, it's something we've we've got to adapt to and evolve with, and um, yeah, see where see where we end up. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to that. I mean, of course, the manager has a plan, and of course they're drilled and coached and whatever. But you know, I think a lot of ex pros said, and there's always a bit of a question mark over whether they're just chatting shit because they're getting paid or, or whether it's a thing. But enough of them say it often enough for me to think it's a thing that on the day, the lads on the pitch that need to sort the problems out and you could be coached and trained all you want. But, you know, where the gaps appear, where the problems are, they've, they've got to adapt and and sort them out and plug them and whatever. So hopefully that can be done. But yeah, it, it is sort of a hybrid position he's playing at the moment and perhaps um, perhaps it'll evolve even further.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I saw a statistic um, the other day. He, he's the fifth most highest touches in the opposition's final third in the Premier League. So is it, that's mad for a fullback. It's, it's crazy. Well, the, the the top is is Cancelo, but you would oh, kind of expect well, that. Fair you would, enough.
3: The Pep fullback. No. Yeah,
0: we'd expect that from a Pep fullback. But I just, uh, yeah, I, I find that I just find that really interesting. All right, then. So, guys, thanks for that. Yeah, the, the chance... We touched on there I said i was I'm watching the pub with my mate and I said to him four or five minutes ago I said look there's always one more chance there's always one more chance and it just depends whether we put it away or not and there it was the most glaring chance of the entire game to rescue something from nothing and we didn't take it so it finishes 26 games unbeaten and until next time up the one game beaten reds.